With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Kroger Plus card, all you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, everybody? It's Ruben Jay here. You're listening to On Air with Ruben Jay. And like every week, I want to come and be straightforward and honest with you um, and say thank you to those of you who have been downloading this podcast and those of you who have been hitting up our Amazon link. It is gratefully appreciated. Uh, And if you haven't yet, head over to multimediamounts.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the banner that's on there. There's also a link on there, I believe, that will give you the option to go to Amazon and start your shopping. And I know a lot of us are doing shopping because of the holiday. We're getting ready to buy a lot of Christmas presents. We're already doing that right now. And all I ask is that in the process of doing what you're doing, start over at multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Here's what happens. You shop and we get a percentage of what you buy. It doesn't add any cost to you whatsoever. You're just giving us money indirectly, giving me money indirectly. So basically what happens is you you do your shopping. And again, for not even a penny more, this podcast will get a couple of percentage points of what you spend. So you spend a hundred bucks, we get a couple bucks off that. So please head over to multimediamouth.com. That's multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon and do your shopping and help the show out in the process. I appreciate you doing that and continuously supporting the show. And while you're at it, why don't you share this podcast with a friend or two? This is going to be a good one. Uh, And we'll be back with more of that podcast in just a second. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J, your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J. Hey, hey, it's Ruben Jay. You're listening to On Air with Ruben Jay. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. I'm excited to bring to you this conversation that we're having here with a great artist, uh, somebody who I'm really excited to be talking to. But before we do, I I wanted to say thanks to everybody who's downloaded the Miles Kennedy interview from last week. Uh, It was one of my favorite interviews I've done in my entire career. I was really able to talk with Miles about a bunch of different stuff. Um, Miles is the lead singer of two bands that I really, really love. Sorry for that noise. Um, he's the lead singer of Alter Bridge, which is one of my favorite bands. It's gotten me through some seriously hard times. Uh, and he's also the lead singer of Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and The Conspirators. And I really appreciate all the music that he's put out over the last 20 years or so. Um, and so that interview was was very meaningful to me. And so for those of you who shared it, for those of you who um, listened to it when it first came out and then listened to it again, I really, really appreciate it. Um, I have some really cool stuff planned in the next couple of weeks. Just an FYI, if you're listening to this, which you are, if you're hearing this message, um, just know that I have an interview coming up this week with uh, Mary Sarah from The Voice. She was one of the contestants on The Voice, I believe. I don't remember what what season she's on, but that's coming up in a couple of weeks. But I'm recording it this week. I'm recording it tomorrow, uh, in, in, in fact. And so if you go over to my Instagram, at the uh, there will be a sticker in the story 
um, where you can ask questions uh, about, you know, to Mary Sarah about her career, her time on The Voice, what she has coming up, whatever you want. Any questions you have, uh, for the most part, will be answered or at least asked, uh, depending on, on how good we are on time. Um, and with that being said, I really appreciate the support. Uh, in just a second, we're going to start this interview with uh, a woman named uh, Kay Dyer. She's a, a She's a Peruvian pop star and an R&B singer. She just released an EP. All the details of the EP will be mentioned in this interview, and I really think you're going to enjoy this. So please, please stick around for my chat with Kay Dyer. On air with Ruben J. Uh, I am being joined right now by Peruvian singer. Uh, Hello. You did some reggaeton <laughs> at one point. You're doing R&B now. It's Kay Dyer in the studio. Uh, yes. How's it going? Good, good. I'm out here, you know, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> People listen to me like, that doesn't sound like someone who's Peruvian. <laughs> yeah. She's practicing her, her, her yeah. Adele. Uh, oh so Adele. real quick, you know, you're on the tail end of your, your time here in the States. Um, yeah. How have you liked being in, in Los Angeles? Because it's it's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot different than being in in Peru. Oh, totally. Everything just moves faster here. Like honestly, I've been here for a month and I've done so much. Like I have plenty. I've had plenty of shows. Um, I've met like so many talented people out here. Like there's so many people. Um, the only thing is that LA is just super big. Like honestly, it's just huge. Like to get everywhere, it's just like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and like. It's like half of your days in a car, <laughs> yeah, and that's like just to go down the street to get a get a hamburger or something because yeah. it's, it's insane to to do anything here in L.A. What, what's the biggest like the biggest difference of making music in L.A. versus in Peru? In Peru, well, in Peru, I mostly focus like on my own projects. I'm mostly working with the same people, and I guess here there's so many people in the industry that I guess you have you get like the opportunity to work with so many people like that do different genres. So you like get to do more of like, you know, a merge, you know, it's good when you meet with people that do different genres. So you do something more unique, more special, more like different, you know, because I think that's what music is about. Just, you know, creativity, just merging different genres, doing like mixing like different languages. You know, I love Spanglish. That's what I'm kind of doing right now. Like I love Spanglish. I, and literally like every day I would just be talking Spanglish because oh. You know, I'm like, my native language is Spanish, but I've studied in English my whole life. So, so yeah, sometimes I, I'd even forget a word in Spanish and just say it in English. Or I'd be talking in English, forget a word in English and say it in Spanish. That's just, yeah. See, whenever I, whenever I have to speak Spanish, that's how I am. I, I'll, start, I'll start a <clears throat> sentence in Spanish and end it in English. And then by the time I'm done talking, it's complete gibberish because no one knows what I'm talking about. And it's, it's, it's great. And I, I love, um, I was listening to your EP that just came out, um, pronounced Zenith. Yeah, Zenith. Uh, it's out now on all the major uh, platforms. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah. Um, but I also, when we first started talking about you being on the podcast, I went to your YouTube channel and I found a whole different style. Um, so I yeah. want to start with, you know, with you as, you know, a young musician, a young singer, and, you know, choosing the, the reggaeton style that you did in your early career and then transitioning out of it. So let's start. What made you want to get into music and why the, the reggaeton? <laughs> look at that. So why reggaeton? Reggaeton. Reggaeton. Why did you choose that genre to start? 
Well, I mean, I really love reggaeton. Like, since ever since I was a little girl, I've always listened to all kinds of genres. Like, I've literally nourished myself with, like, rock, pop, um, just alternative music, just reggaeton, like everything. And so I guess it's more like, since I was living in Peru, it's more like cultural, you know, because it's, you know, Spanish music, um, well, Latin music. Um, I guess it was more because of that and also, well, also because I liked it. And um, it's like a really, it's a different vibe, like Latin music, like compared to like the American, like more, you know, it's, it's, it's just like really different. And I really loved Like, no, not that I loved, like, I really loved the vibe. And I guess I just, I know I, I, when you're starting out as an artist, you just, um, it's it's a process. Like, you don't start out with something you think you're gonna end up doing for, for the rest of your artist career. So like, it's more like a self-discovery, like, when you start. So, I mean, I like it. I did some of them and I enjoyed it. But now I guess I'm going on another stage, like, as an artist. And, you know... I've, for two whole years, I've been sitting down in the studio just trying to find my own, like, unique sound, you know, my own color in music. And also, like, figuring out what, like, my register and, like, you know, so many things. And, um, and yeah, and I guess uh, I started kind of, like, doing more English. Like, we were sitting down in the studio trying to do some reggaeton again and just R&B came out just one of a sudden. So it's just whatever comes out. And, and r&b like more darker r&b r&b started to like um come out more often in in um in sessions so i started doing it and i started feeling like really comfortable like um i love that the like you can play with your re register more than when you um sing in latin like reggaeton because reggaeton is a little more like you know like chill like chanteos and stuff but r&b is more like you do so many things like melismas and stuff and i and i really start like enjoying that so i guess i don't know i'm i i, I guess like the the last year i started finding that um that um how do you say Like, I started enjoying um, doing that. Was Is there, like, more of a challenge with, with the R&B versus the, the reggaeton? Oh, yeah. Definitely <clears throat> it's more of a challenge. Because, yeah. I feel like, because um, you know, like I said, I, I listened to a little bit of, uh, I listened to the whole EP on the way in. I listened to a little bit of your, your reggaeton stuff. And I, I can definitely see and hear the the creative side of it being pushed, which mm -hmm. I think is important for artists. Uh, I think that like if you're not pushing yourself as an artist, you kind of become irrelevant. Uh, and I th and I really yeah. I really like what you're doing with with the music. Thank you. Yeah, and that's exactly why I called my EP Zenith because you know Zenith is like the highest point like directly above an observer. So when you're outside and you look up, you're looking at you know Zenith. It's the highest point like in the in the celestial sphere, and that you can associate it like personally as like. Um, like your moment of success and and it's more and I associated it with more like surpassing my limits and doing something different in my career that's why I called it like that because it was like transitioning from reggaeton to R&B and it's something completely new completely different and that people really liked when I showed it to them so that's literally why my AP is called like that
Yeah, and I, I love the name. Like now that I know the story, it even makes it even even cooler. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for people to check that out. Zenith, it's on again Apple Music, Spotify, yes, everywhere. Uh, I'm sure you can mm. find it on you know uh, what's what's uh, there's the, um, what is it LimeWire. You can probably find it on LimeWire <laughs> if you're still doing that. Yeah, but but go buy it. Um, uh-huh. So I, I've also had the chance to see you perform live. Mm-hmm. Um, you went out to, uh, to Brea and you performed live. You've been performing all over the place here yeah. uh, in LA. Um, what's <clears throat> for you, like, is it more important for you to have a good live show or to have a good recording? Because I feel like there's some, some, some artists who can do both and have like, they, they've got their sound dialed in and they're able to yeah. do, you know, their live performances sound just like the records and that's cool. Other people have a lot of creative freedom when they're on stage and, you know, the, the live version of a song can be completely different from the album version. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there are a lot of live <clears> songs <throat> that I prefer listening to live over the album version. What's, what's more important to you is having a good stage show or having just a good record that people can go home and listen to later. I think for me personally, um, having the record just like, you know, cause in the end you're going to listen to the record more than a live. Well, it depends like if your life gets recorded, but it's completely different things, you know, like recording on the studio is like, sometimes I, I could take like five hours. I've taken more cause you know, you gotta get the perfect shot, like the perfect, um, intention, like the pronunciation, like the, like everything, you know? <laughs> and, um, when you're live, you really don't, don't care about that because you just sing like one shot and that's it you don't take five hours you don't go back and repeat the same things it's completely different um so I guess for me it's like um it's more important for the record to be like like good and like if I'm a hundred percent um satisfied with it then I'm I'm good you know that's important for me. But also the life. I mean, also I want the life to be good. I mean, obviously in life, it's not going to be 100% perfect. Like maybe the, here and there, you're going to do a little mistake, like crack a little bit. I don't know, like what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that's, but that's all good stuff. It's yeah, good stuff. but I mean, yeah. And it was fine. Like it's normal. We're human beings. We make mistakes. So, and yeah, and when people listen to that, I guess, you know, it's, I mean, it's just completely natural. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. (laughs) 
Yeah, see, and I feel like, and this is probably a good transition to talk about about this too, the standards that, that musicians have and the different standards for like men and women too, because, you know, I've been to concerts where the lead singer is a dude and they hit maybe 60% of the notes, right? You know, and nobody cares, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, a pop singer who's a female or a rock singer who's a female misses mm-hmm. 5%, you know, she hits, she's 90% accurate. They focus on the 10% that's wrong. Yeah. You know, um, and, I, and I think people forget there's so many things that go into live music, like how the mix, you know, if you can hear yourself properly, yeah. you know, um, I, I've performed once once musically and I couldn't hear anything because it was so loud. Yeah. And so I understand a little bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, first of all, forgive yourself when stuff like that happens, like because it's normal. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's a learning experience. And, like, I know, like, when we saw you in Bray, you were like, oh my God, my voice cracked. Like, that's normal. Yeah. Like, I was like, no. But, yeah. But then I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, don't be mad about it. <laughs> and most, most people probably didn't even notice. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's the, the other musicians in the room, maybe. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but I guess with that is like, you know, do you find yourself having to, um, live up to higher standards because you're a female in the music industry or do you feel like you have a pretty fair share right now or a little bit of both? Um, I don't, I don't know. I guess, um, well, you mean maybe like music, um, well in the Latin industry, definitely it's more male dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, in the, in the Latin industry, it's definitely, you have to be more like the, the, the standards for like a uh, a girl, a female, they're like higher because like they're really they intend for you to be like um, the girl that has like the booty <laughs> and like you know the twerking and like the really like nice body and like you know the pretty girl that um, goes on stage and sings and um, I think more in the American like. Um, the American industry, it's not not like that. It's more, I think it's more even and it's not as male dominant as in the Latin industry. And I guess I've, I've kind of realized that once I transitioned because of the, I guess the audience or the amount of, of um, because now when I look at my statistics, like more girls are engaging with me and men and when I was in the Latin industry, so many men were like engaging, like commenting and stuff. So, well, I I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of neutral about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's that's you know I I think everyone has a different take. You know, I've talked to people who who feel like you know because you're a female, you have you have an advantage because you know you're you know everybody wants a cute girl on stage, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but then other people say, oh, no, it's, you know, if, if you're a female, you know, you, you have to always be, you know, to the tens or to the nines, whatever the saying is, you know, you have to be this and that. And I, I don't know personally because yeah, I'm, I'm a dude. They expect, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they expect you to do great, but I don't know, like there are a lot of people out there that understand. And I guess nowadays, like it's a little more like um, people are more open minded about that. That's you know that topic so um but yeah i mean i think even for men like you know singing live like there's so many things you have to focus not just the pitch like when you're singing live you have to like 
be sure that you're looking like good like because there's so many cameras like around you and there's lights on top of you and uh, you gotta check that you know the sound is good and if you can't even listen to yourself you're kind of like so there's so many things that you're focusing on at the same time and yeah that happens to to everybody so I guess I don't know it's just people have to understand that that it's difficult for for both and for females and for for male and um yeah I mean at the end of the day like we everyone's just gonna make mistakes and yeah and we learn from them we we you know use it to like get better improve each day and just yeah like move on I guess yeah absolutely so what are you what are your goals like you know obviously make music make money all that stuff you know, that's <laughs> nice right uh make make whatever music whatever money you can in the music industry but you know i I feel like every artist has a mission and a goal or something they want to accomplish outside of just the creativity and and you know the the success of the music so what are your goals do you have a mission or something that you want to work on and and help out with or bring attention to you like honestly i i really want to establish something new in the music industry like i i want to have my unique sound my own color and like have that being like an influence on other people and uh also not just like musically but like you know personally like i've had honestly like you see me now and i'm probably like super chill and everything and it just seems like i'm not um like I'm just outgoing or anything. Well, I'm not really outgoing. Like I'm, I've been a really reserved person like throughout my life, and there's, and yeah, like I've had my my things. Like things have happened, and like I've I've never really had a lot of self confidence. And being an artist is all about self confidence. And like literally, I've had to grow. I've had to learn so many things. I like, experienced many things to to actually because you know before i couldn't like it took me a lot more to even record a song because i was always self-confident and now i i I take a lot less like i still take my time you know but like i do it more smoothly and like that's helping me gain my self-confidence not just musically but it influences the rest Mm -hmm. so i guess like you know it's like music it's making me a stronger braver like better person in the end so you know, if that's something, if when I reach my highest point, if that's something I can tell and and teach like people, you know, to just you know, let the process like, you know, just go with the flow and let it like guide you and make you like the person you want to be. If that's something I can tell people, I would be so happy because honestly, this is not an easy ride like at all. Like it's so hard. It's so hard, and some people think it's just like you go on stage, you sing. And, that's it or like when you're famous you just make money and that's it but it's not like that and when you're starting out like you're an emerging artist there's so many things you have to experience learn about there's like there are going to be so many obstacles on the way like so many and you just have to you know just have to walk through it and and grow what's funny is you know i've been in the room with with some big names um over the years you know and i've been in the room with people like jennifer lopez Mm -hmm. and 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 i'm using this as an example because i feel like she has um a lot 
you know, because she's obviously an attractive woman. She's got, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, she's what she's famous for. Yeah. Um, but she's a boss, you know. Yeah. And, but the the more successful she gets, the harder it is for her to keep it going, you know, because not only does she have to be musically inclined, but she also has all these other different projects. And she has, she's the one making the decisions. And I feel like no matter what's, you know, everyone thinks that, yeah, you just show up, you sing and you leave. And then you show up to the studio and there's somebody there who either hands you the lyrics mm-hmm. to the song or you, you know, you guys collaborate and then record it and it's done. And then there's all these other people that do the rest of the work for you. And mm-hmm. while there is a little bit of, there are team, there is a team of people who are going to help you with this. You know, once you hit a certain level of success, mm-hmm. you're still in the room making those decisions. You're still putting the work in. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize how much work, no matter what level of success you're at, you can be the number one selling artist and you're still going to be in the studio for eight, nine hours a day, if not more, you know, listening yeah. to every little bit of, of music. Um, so it's interesting that you say that because I, I feel like even, even as you grow, you're going to be like, it's still so of much course. work. Like the more you grow, the more pressure you have because mm-hmm. the more people look up to you, Yeah, you know? So the more influence you have on so many people. So, so yeah, like some people think that like the famous and like the more talked about people are just like, they, their lives are, are just easy, but no, some people struggle and, and yeah, and that, that's life, you know, like we're human beings, like even if we're famous, it doesn't mean like our life is easy or we, we don't go through anything or everyone's just like, you know, we have a big, um, uh, team that just does everything for us. Cause it's not like that. Like the big musicians, like for example, I don't know, Bruno Mars, that's always in the studio, like making music, producing his music, writing his music. And that, I think. I mean, that's the most beautiful thing about making music. So I don't know, like just going in the studio and just recording a song, like telling someone to just write something for you and just getting out of the studio. (laughs) That's just, that's not, I mean, you know, when you're there like creating, like sharing with people, um, doing something you love, that's, that's the most beautiful about yeah, music absolutely absolutely and I, I've, I've and i love seeing the creative process too you know and a lot yeah. of people you know and i love to, to dive into that with you for a little bit here is like what is your creative process when it comes to to music do you you know i know you're working with a bunch of different producers or a specific producer right now but you've worked mm-hmm. with a bunch of people in the past mm-hmm. you know how do how did you how do you come up with a song like do you sit in a room with somebody or is it something that happens on a walk like how does that normally work for you Usually it's just, I go with the flow. Like there's no system to make music. You know, it's like, usually it starts out with a beat. Like usually, not always though. Like sometimes it may start with the composition or the lyrics. Like you never know. You know, it's a creative process. There's no system for that. But usually for me, like the most comfortable is starting out with like getting the vibe of a cool beat. Like if I really like the beat and it like it's getting me on the mood, that's when I'm going to start making melodies. And I usually go off, like, I finish the melody of the whole song, and then I start making the lyrics. And, yeah, and I usually, um, sometimes I would start the the idea on my own and then share it with other um, writers and do it with them. Or sometimes we would just start off, like, from zero on the stu- in the studio and um just start writing with other people but yeah for me i guess the like it's the melody is really important for me like because it hits you know the melodies like really hit and then yeah the lyrics is like also important but 
it comes for me it's like the melodies it's like my favorite part of the creative process so for us who don't know what a melody is exactly can you explain uh, uh, or give okay. me an example yeah because I, I real quick side note when i was in high school i had a, had a assignment in guitar class to yeah. write a song and the t teacher was saying, you had to come up with the melody, you had to come up with the melody. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so if you can explain that to me, great. I go back to high school yeah. and get, get my A minus in that class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the beat is, well, the instrumental, you know, like the music, the sound, that's, uh, that's it's like the bass of the mm -hmm. song. Then the melody is like literally, I know I'm going to give you an example of a song. Um, uh, one of my songs, Scudder Hill. So... When I say, I was better of alone, but okay, so okay. it's that, but without the lyrics. So na 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 na. Wait, that's all I had to do to get my A minus in school was just yeah. make noise. Na, 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 oh na, my gosh, na, na, not make noise, na, but na. <laughs> yeah, literally that. So that's the melody, and then the lyrics as well. You know, the yeah. words that come on top of the melody, and then that's when you make like that. That so, that is so, it. It's so interesting because I I love. I listen to so much music throughout my day and, and I never realized that if you take away the lyrics of the song, there's still like a beautiful piece underneath, like obviously yeah. the instrumental, but like you can hear, you know, hear that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, my mind's blown right now. <laughs> so I learned something new today. I'm very excited about that. Um, we're having a class today. Yeah, master class. Master class. Master. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a real quick uh, commercial break here. Uh, I got to check in with uh, Amanda here. So give us one second. We're back on here with Ruben J. K. Dyer's in the studio. Hey, by the way, uh, you're the first in-studio in uh, uh, member that I've had on this version of the podcast. So congratulations. Really? Oh, yeah. thank yeah, you. Should, uh, it's a big, big honor to have you here. So uh, again, the EP is Zenith. It's on uh, Apple, Apple Music, Spotify, yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, we're going to be wrapping up here in just a second, but I, I want to ask just a couple quick questions. Mm -hmm. Kind of rapid fire to the mm -hmm. best of your ability. Um, but I, I like to get people to know, like the audience members to know, you know, the musicians I'm talking to, the people I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. So hopefully your audience will, will get to know you a little bit more. So, um, what's, what's one artist that is on in, in a playlist of yours that you would think people be, would be surprised that you listen to? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that mm -hmm. surprises me. Um, <laughs> if, if you can make a song with any artist or producer who, who's the top like top three top three yeah the weekend nice rihanna interesting and uh, 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 uh one more one more one more one more and i think i think i think i think <laughs> i've never heard of the artist i think that's a great name you haven't heard <laughs> Maybe um, Doja Cat would be cool. Oh, she's on fire right now. Yeah. I'm digging what she's doing. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. I like her. And there would be plenty of others, actually, but that would take a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I was trying to think of, like, really good artists. So, yeah. <laughs> What's one thing that, well, you've been in L.A. that you missed about being back home? Um, maybe something I miss about home yeah 
maybe I don't know. Maybe you know Peru is like really well known for its food. Mm. So it's not that I'm saying there's bad food here, like not at all. <laughs> But there's a lot of fast food, well, yeah. But Peruvian food, like the freshness, like that's something really, really good, and something you definitely, definitely have to try if you go to Peru, because it's really well known for for Peru is really well known for that. You know, like lomo saltado. If you go, like you have to try ceviche. Um, I'm gonna hit you up when I go to Peru. Yeah, like yeah, I need, sure. need some details. Need some Aji spots. Gallina, like hyenas. Hyenas. No, hyena. I heard I, I heard hyena again. I'm I'm kind of scared now. Gallina is um, how is this chicken called in English? Um, it's rooster. I think it's rooster. Oh, interesting. I'm not sure though, but well, I hear you know you search it up later. <laughs> just, just send it to me on on DM. Uh, what's one thing that that surprised you about Los Angeles? The traffic. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was gonna say because that's usually the, the one thing everyone knows about LA. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I knew that. Um, well, um, I guess like there's like a variety of like. Well, like musically, I was really surprised that there was like so, so, like so many people, like so many talented people. Well, actually, that's not surprising. What is what is surprising? Because you know, everyone mm. knows. Like here in LA, there's so many like talented people, of course. But um, oh, you know, the other day I went for a hike, and the sunset. Like I love sunsets. Like I'm a big sunset lover. Like I just love taking pictures of sunsets. And I went on a hike. I went to the Hollywood uh, summit. Is that how you say it? Summit, summit. Know you know, like summit. the top summit. summit yeah. yeah. And um, the sunset was like this color, like orange, like with a blend of like purple colors and like blue. And oh my gosh! Like I took that picture. I was like, man, this picture is just everything. And I just I loved it. Like. LA sunsets are really nice. So if you come to LA, you really have to see the sunset or like go on a hike to see the sunset because it's literally gonna like you're gonna remember. <laughs> cool. And then what's what's one thing that um, people would be surprised to learn about you? About me? Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, um, I guess like I'm a box of surprises. I got many <laughs> things like. What do you think, like the kind of person that I would be right now? What do you, right? It's like just question. based off this conversation yeah. or just based off like your, your social? Both. Like now that you know me and that you've seen my okay. social media. I So when I, because I had to stalk your Instagram uh, when she was telling me about you. Um, it's just kind of by going by, I would have assumed that you were like a, like a party girl mm -hmm. um, who probably when you walk into a room, like owns the room. Um, and I've learned that you like to party. But that you're not, um, you're you're not as I don't I don't want to say this where it sounds like an insult. So maybe you can help me. You just <laughs> you're you're very uh, humble, I guess. You know, like you're very you don't walk into the room demanding attention, but still you get it. But it's not something that you're seeking. Is would be my kind of assumption of hanging out with you for the little bit that I have. Yeah, you're also very funny. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean. So many people think, like, just from seeing my social media that I will be not like a diva, but more of that person that you just 
described, <laughs> which is, I guess, yeah, it's not me. Like, honestly, people think that I would be like a party girl and really love like going out like every weekend or like, I don't know, like three times a week. But honestly, I've been that girl that's just been locked in her room making music and like enjoying her own company. Like, honestly, I'm just going to say it. I don't have many friends. <laughs> I'm just, I don't have many friends. Like, you know, I like being on my own. Like I do, of course. Yeah. But like, I've honestly like learned, I don't know, I guess when I was younger, I had to be independent. Like, cause I moved out and I went through, you know, I've had my life experiences. And so I had to learn to be on my own and just enjoy that. You know, I really like mu listening to music on my own. And like I told you, like I'm, I'm kind of reserved. Like I've been a little bit like reserved, but that's just me. But then when it comes to go out partying, like I do it maybe like once every two months and I would just go all in, you know, like <laughs> dance on go. the table. Like, you know, like I'm like that, like drink and like go full on like partying. And then I'll take my two month break go. and go back that's way <laughs> all right where can people find you on social media uh you can find me on instagram facebook uh, i am k dyer or just k dyer and yeah you can find my latest my latest ep scene like everywhere on all platforms spotify deezer apple music so yeah yeah go download it <laughs> all right k dyer thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> oh man that was my chat with Kay dyer and you know what time it is it is time for some stories of the week thanks to our parent company our parent website uh, multimediamouth.com we're gonna do a entertainment slash tech story uh one that i've been following for quite some time so if you don't know um what movie pass is stick around i'm gonna tell you all about it here in just a second but please do me a favor follow k dyer on instagram at i am k dyer she's a wonderful wonderful soul i've hung out with her a couple of times while she was here in the states and she's absolutely wonderful and i loved my chat with her uh over the weekend and into this week's episode so please do me a favor follow her follow me follow us on at on air with ruben j on instagram and at the ruben j on everything else twitter tiktok all that fun stuff so uh one of the very cool things about the movies these days is that every theater for the most part has a subscription service that you can subscribe to, to get tickets. AMC has AMC stubs, a list, which is I believe $20 a month and you can watch three movies a month or three movies a week for, for that one small price. So really you go watch two movies pays for itself. Regal has uh, Regal unlimited and you can watch, I believe as many movies as you want a month for, Different price tiers, and depending on how you use it, I, I believe the, the Regal Unlimited, uh, you can either subscribe to just one theater or all the Regal Edwards in the area uh, or in the United States. And depending, I believe it's somewhere between 10 and $25 a month. Well, the first company to do this was a company called MoviePass back in, I believe, 2018, 2019, and I subscribed to it early on. It was $9 a month, and you could go watch up to 30 films a month. Uh, you get one film a day, essentially, and they were hoping to eventually get to the point where you'd, they'd have some sort of deal where you can get a um, a deal on concessions. So maybe a couple 
couple percentage points off on popcorn and soda or something, or maybe something free. Um, I use Movie Pass. My friends and I got Movie Pass because we enjoyed watching movies, but you know, movies are expensive. It's like fourteen dollars a ticket now. Uh, I think at the time was was like nine dollars a ticket. And so Movie Pass, when it first came out, Movie Pass came out back in like two thousand twelve, originally charging fifty dollars a month, and they would basically buy you a bunch of tickets or however it worked. I don't know what it was back then, but in 20, 2018, 2019, uh, it started out at $10 a month. You got one movie ticket uh, a day that you could use, and it made going to the movies interesting for a lot of people, like myself. I enjoy going to movies, but I don't like wasting money on movies. And there was a lot of times where I'd go buy a ticket to a movie and didn't enjoy the movie. And I felt like it was a waste of time, a waste of money, especially considering that to go to the movies, it's, you know, $10 for a ticket. It's like $9 for a popcorn. It's six bucks for a drink. And if you get any candy, it's another four or $5 on top of it. Before you know it, you're spending $25, $30 on just a movie, not alone, not, not even counting the fact that most of us go out to dinner either before or after, um, and either before or after we'll go get drinks, you know, like a lot of my friends, we'd go get dinner, go watch a movie and then go get dessert afterwards. And we'd get popcorn while we're there. So it, it became an expensive night out. And it's something that you wouldn't do very often. And people would wait for big blockbuster movies. Your, your Star Wars, your Harry Potters, your uh, you know your James Bond films, uh, any Marvel. Any of those things, you would wait to see those to go spend money at the theater. So then came, came along Movie Pass. We got it. And a buddy of mine actually started watching a movie pretty much once a week. Uh, or not once a week. Like every day he was at a theater. And he was essentially um, watching a movie every day. And he'd, he'd watch movies that he probably wouldn't originally spend money on. Now, he's a little bit different. He can go to a movie theater and not buy soda and not buy popcorn and be happy with it. I have to go and buy popcorn and whatever. So eventually, we were watching sometimes two or three movies together as a group. And still, it's still a lot of money, but you're saving a third of the cost. So... What ended up happening is MoviePass in 2019 uh, began having some some financial issues because people started taking advantage of it. They basically went from having like a couple thousand subscribers to having about three or four million subscribers. And so you're thinking to yourself, wow, that's great. Th- you know, 10, 10 people, you know, ten, $10 a month times 3 million is, I believe, 300 million. Let's, let's find out. Let's do some math here. Uh, times 10. Yeah, $30 million a month times 12. $360 million a year. That's great money. Until you realize that if a user goes to the movie theater once, MoviePass is barely making a profit off that one user. If users are like my friends and they're going to the movies every single day, MoviePass makes uh, loses money on the second transaction. And in a lot of places, they lose money on the first transaction. So ultimately, Money started going out the door faster than it can come in the door for MoviePass. And at the time, I believe the guy's name was Mitch Lau. He was a CEO. He was a former um, executive over at Netflix and Redbox. And so he he knew the movie business. He knew, you know, he knew how to drum up business. And the idea originally was for this company to be a loss leader for so long until you make up you know, you end up having what, what a lot of people consider the gym membership business model, where if a gym member comes to the gym every day, you lose money on that subscription on that on that monthly fee. But eventually, the gym the member eventually stops going to the gym or forgets to go or doesn't go as often. Where you might have a handful of people who are there every day, but the majority of people aren't using it every day. And unfortunately for MoviePass, that couldn't have come quick enough for them because they were losing so much money out the door, and there was at least three or four different occasions where MoviePass shut down operations so they would not go completely broke or they didn't have enough money to buy the tickets 
that people were requesting, so they just stopped servicing their customers. And it pissed people off. I mean, if you're paying $10 a month to go see the movies, you want that movie ticket. Anyway, long story short, uh, MoviePass went out of business. They filed for bankruptcy. They lost $100 million in their last quarter of, of, in business. And it's been announced today. Multimedia.com. Head up, uh, head up that website. Check it out. Um, a guy named Stacy Spikes. He's one of the co-founders, and he's a former CEO of the company. He has purchased a company out of bankruptcy for $14,000. Spikes plans to relaunch the company in the near future with a new business model. He believes the theater world is ready for a third-party subscription fee. So he believes that he can actually compete with AMC Stubbs, A-List, and Regal Unlimited. And there's a couple others out there. I don't know really what the big ones are. But he thinks he can compete with them because a lot of people, maybe they're not, you know, like I'm an AMC Stubbs member now. I love it. Uh, I get, I think, 10 or 15% off my concessions, and I can go see three movies a month. Uh, three movies a week, sorry. Um, and I do it often. I go watch movies quite often. It sucks that for a year of that we weren't able to. But that's a different story. But he believes that people aren't loyalists to a brand. You know, if Regal Unlimited offered um, a similar, you know, a similar service for slightly less, I jump to Regal Unlimited. It doesn't, I'm not. I'm not particular when it comes to a brand of theater. So that's where MoviePass comes into play. They think that they're going to be able to reach customers who are not loyal to one or the other. Uh, theater chain and that they'd be able to bridge the gap between people who would like to have a movie subscription, you know, pass, uh, but not, you know, directly to one of the two theaters. Um, Spike says in a, in a court filing, uh, researching the consumer behavior with the new proposed business model with a sample group of 1,000 customers this fall is critical to further funding of the project and as well as be able to raise capital at the beginning of the year. MoviePass could be back in full business by the, the final quarter of 2022, so about a year from now. MoviePass may ba be back in business. Um, I don't know if you ever tried MoviePass. If you, if you have tried MoviePass, let me know what you th what you thought of it because I loved it until it started playing games. Um, and I follow this story from, from start to finish when they started having some major issues. So let me know what you think. Um, hit me up on Twitter, at TheUrbanJ. Let me know what you think. Um, with that being said, I hope MoviePass can come back. I think competition is going to be a good thing. I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with AMC or Regal, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, realistically, they could create a business that focuses more on the independently owned theaters. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen here? Well, that's all I have for you today. Uh, Ruben J here. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on all social media. The links are in the description of this podcast in case you need it. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with Mary Sarah next week, I believe. Um, the plan right now is to hopefully have uh, a guest, but it may be might be just a, a gratitude podcast. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys very soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 